everyone. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week, we're super excited to bring you an interview with CMU gymnast Hannah Demers. Hannah is the 2021 MAC champion on bars and, of course, qualified to the NCAA championships as an individual last season. We talked to Hannah about the recruiting process for her, what led her to CMU, her goals for this season, and a whole lot more. So stay tuned. But before we get into the interview, we want to take a moment to thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters, a big Thank you to Kathleen R, Amy M, Lucy S, Kevin K, Maya A, Becca S, Nina L, DFP, Blake B, Elaine E, Rydog, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, and M. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. If you enjoy our podcast and you want to show your support, we'll have a link down below to our Patreon where you can find out more information about each tier level, what it costs, and what the perks are. Now, without further ado, please welcome to the show, Hannah Demers. So we'll have you start from the beginning, and why don't you just take us back and tell us how you got started in gymnastics? So I got started gymnastics with, I feel like a lot of people do. Um, when I was younger, I had so much energy, right? Like I was bouncing off walls and my mom was like, we need to get her to do something that will run out her energy. So they put me in like gym classes, basically, just to like run around and stuff. And I was like, whatever, I'd go like twice a week, whatever, to get my energy out. And then one of like people working there was went up to my mom and was like, you know, your daughter's like pretty fearless. Like she'll do anything. She'll run on the beam. Like all these little boys are scared to jump up on there and she's up there running around. Like you should probably put her in gymnastics classes. And my mom's like, well, okay. And then I don't know. I just kept going. So at what point did doing college gymnastics become like a realistic goal for you, would you say? Um, I mean, I've always like, I grew up in Michigan. There's a lot of gymnastics in the area. Like I live in Ann Arbor or like Canton, Michigan, which is right next to Ann Arbor. So like I always watched like U of M gymnastics, but I never really like thought of it as like a possibility. I kind of just did gymnastics. Like it wasn't like a big deal. I don't know. And I think when a lot of my older teammates started committing to places, I was like, oh, so like I have to do that too. Okay, cool. Like, let me go like see where I want to go. And like, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of emailed a few places and I met Christine through a camp and yeah. And there uh, people just started showing interest. I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. Like, let's try it out. <laughs> that was actually going to be my next question. Like walk us through the recruiting process for you. Was there several schools that you were interested in or were looking at? And I guess kind of what led you to pick CMU? I visited quite a few schools, a few big schools, uh, more small schools. I mean, I started going on visits when I was in eighth grade, like it's super, super crazy young. Yeah. Um, things have changed. <laughs> yeah. I, it's crazy that like we used to do that in eighth grade like they're like well what do you want I'm like I have no idea I'm really happy that actually that rule changed because it gives people more of an opportunity to be more specific on what they want to look for and like go to a school that they'll actually enjoy and not kind of just get like stuck at because they're Mm -hmm. so young when they commit but um I met Christine through a a camp because basically I was going on vacation and my coach from the club was like oh, well, I'm going down to Florida. If you want to come like work out before you go on your vacation, I'm like sweet vacation and a workout, I'll get double the vacation. So like I went down there and it was like called Golden City Camp. And I met Christine. I had no idea who she was and she was super nice. And I got along with her so well. We were like the same person. And then she's like, you know what? Like, I think you should visit at the school. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. 
Sima, you put a lot of faith in me and wanted to grow me up from like the bottom and actually like develop me as an athlete, not just kind of like watered down routine. So I really love that. So your freshman year, you had a phenomenal season going until everything was kind of abruptly cut short due to the pandemic. So take me back to that point in time and what you can remember from that, how you were feeling and also how your team handled that. It was a really sad thing to go down, honestly, because I mean, I was a freshman, so I had lots of years still under my belt, but watching like my seniors have to be told like, you know what, like your season's over. Like, I'm so sorry. Like you're never doing, basically you're not going to do gymnastics ever again. It was pretty heartbreaking to watch. Um, I remember I was in practice or we got there like in the morning and Christine's like, okay, huddle up. Like we're gonna have a team meeting before practice. And they're like, the bigger schools, like the big 10, Pac-12, they already canceled. They're like, so I just want to let you know that these, all these other groups already canceled and we don't know what's in store for us, but the Mac um, committee or whatever is meeting. And by the end of practice, we'll know. And so we're all kind of like, well, let's just have a normal day and plan for the best and do what we know what to do and just have some fun. Cause I think we all kind of knew it was coming. And then I remember I was on bars and um, our administrator walked in and I was like, I might as well take up my grips now. <laughs> but then they're like, no, finish your routines. Like, okay, okay. So I like finished my routines. And I remember the administrator took Christine back into the back office. I was like, oh, that's a really bad sign. It was pretty heartbreaking to watch. I'm very thankful that we got last season though. So I was worried that it was going to happen again, but I'm very you know, I think I think we all were. Even this season, I feel like there's still oh. so much like up in the air and you just never know what's going to happen. Oh, I know. I'm kind of nervous about it still. But <laughs> I know. I'm like every weekend that we get through, I'm like, okay, we've made it through another weekend. I know, right? <laughs> oh, I need, I just want to go through a whole real year. Like I have, still haven't been through a full year, like a real gymnastics. Like it's so ah. weird. Well, so last year, your sophomore year, you, you got to make it to the postseason, your team qualified to regionals, you made it to the NCAA championship. So after how things ended your freshman year, what was it like to actually get to see the season through and get to compete in the postseason? It was so cool. <laughs> it was actually really fun. Um, your freshman year, you're kind of, it's, your freshman year is hard. Um, you have a lot of expectations. You're not really sure what to expect. It can be very stressful. So going into my sophomore year, I was really excited because I'm like, oh, I know what to expect. I know what's going to happen. Like I'm prepared. I'm ready. I'm excited. And then when postseason came, I've never been a part of a postseason. I had no idea what it entailed. They're like, we're going to regionals. I'm like, great. What does that mean? Like, what's next? <laughs> like, I didn't really know. Um, but I remember at the end of regionals, I was like, oh, that was a really good meet. Like, that was really fun. And then Christine's like, Hannah, you have a possibility to go to nationals. I'm like, oh, cool. So like, what does that mean? Like, I don't know anything. I just show up and do gymnastics and have fun. I don't know. But it was really cool to actually see the season through. And I'm excited for this year too. CMU is a team that has had a lot of NCAA individual qualifiers in the past. I think there was like eight in the last eight years we figured out. So what do you think that says about CMU as a whole program and actually how good you guys are? Honestly, it's not even just one qualifier. Like there's been several years I went back and looked at the record book. Like there was in 2014, I think it was, there was three qualifiers. Well, they're all Beamers. I remember that because Christine tells the story. She's like, they all got like a nine, eight. Seven five or something on beam and she was yeah. like oh they robbed them on that score and then they all went to national she was like oh okay cool yeah. like, I didn't even realize the other scores that were being put up yeah and I think in 2017 there may have been two qualifiers then last year there was you and um Morgan, Morgan. Tan. so 
yeah, I guess just having not only that many qualifiers in such a short period of time, but also having multiple from CMU because nobody else in the MAC is doing that. Yeah. So. A lot of girls come in with a lot of potential and we work the potential a lot in order to get the girls to where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a cool thing about CMU is that they'll be like, okay, well, what do you want? Like, what do you want to accomplish? I'm like, I want to accomplish this. And then they will hold you to that standard in order to get you there. No one's going to force you to do anything. We want people here that are going to want to push themselves. And so I feel like a lot of it is self-motivation. So a lot of people work their boohoo-tays off in order to get to nationals. And we have a lot of good recruits, a lot of good girls, and we work like crazy, super hard. So. Yeah. Well, the hard work shows. <laughs> good. <laughs> so coming into this season, what was your focus in the off season to prepare for this year? What kind of things were you working on? Um, so in the off season, my biggest thing is to rest and recover. I put my body through a lot during the season and push through a whole kinds of things, but The off season, I focus on just giving my body time to relax and to recoup and also working on problem areas. So like I got bad knees, bad ankles, whatever, like I'll usually rehab those and then focus on things in the gym that I may not be the best at, or I might be weaker in. So, um, last, or I guess the past summer, I worked a lot on beam. Um, I tried, we like did different combinations and stuff to kind of get me like super comfortable on beam. I've always kind of been a little bit weaker at I had to work a little bit harder on that event for me um but I feel like it's really showing up this year we like to put in the work the things that you struggle with and also your mental work I think uh putting a big emphasis on your mental work during the summer is really important because you may not have time to kind of step back and take the extra steps in order to feel comfortable on the event um I'm a big firm believer of you don't really know how to do, you don't really have to know how to do gymnastics. You just have to be confident and you have to fake it till you make it. Yeah. I swear, I never actually stick my discounts. I just pretend I do. <laughs> <laughs> if you think you're going to jump, like you slide those heels together and you salute right away. Totally. Yeah. If you have like the big arch college salute and you just have a big celebration, like you suck it. Like what do you also, I, I <laughs> said that because that's true. Cause like, for you on vault, for example, you sometimes stick it, sometimes you don't, but it always looks like you do. Like nine, yeah. nine, nine guaranteed. Like I'm calling for at least a nine, nine every time. And it's just the you, you like finesse the landing, you make it so look like you suck it. I don't. I com- I'm convinced I do not know how like to stick. I really don't. I just kind of like, whoop, that was it. All right, let's go, guys. <laughs> it's all about like pretending. Yeah, it's it's believable. Yeah, that's the goal. So did your team work with a sports psychologist over the summer? Because we actually had one of our Patreon supporters want us to ask you about that. So, and that wasn't something that I was even aware that you guys had done. So um, I guess talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. So we worked with a former Utah athlete, uh, Lisa Mitzel, and we read her book, Fired Up and Focused. And basically we worked on you know, the important aspects other than gymnastics, right? Confidence, mental routines, uh, mental toughness. And it was really important to do that because a big part of competing is how strong you are mentally. You can be the best athlete, but if you aren't a, like a very gritty athlete, it's going to be really hard to compete and get those scores for your team. So I think it was really important to do that. And I think it helped. It helped me a lot. I really enjoyed it. It helped with my beam learning how to kind of be relaxed before I get up there and compete because I kind of get myself a little nervous before I go for beam. But yeah, I think it was very helpful. And I think a lot of other people found it helpful, but it was really good. It was basically like positivity and meditation and kind of like seeing yourself in a positive light and being very confident in yourself and your abilities and that you're also not 
just an athlete. You're also a human. And there's, if something messes up the next day, the sun will rise and you will be okay. And it's just gymnastics. So Uh, I think that's a resource that more college teams should use. And I guess maybe in fairness, I don't know if other teams do, but I don't feel like you don't hear about it often. So I feel like it's just so important. Like you were saying to really how you compete even. Mm -hmm. It's a big, it's all about grit really going out there and competing. It's all about grit. Like who wants to stay on that B more? Who wants to stay on that bar more? That's all it's about. And it's not even about who's the most talented. It's about who's going to show up that day. Love yeah. that. So what are some of your goals for the season as a team? And then also for you individually? Um, as a team, as always, we want to win max. We want to be regular season and um, max champs. I feel like that's always a goal that we always want to do. <laughs> um, I know we also want to make the sweet 16 we want to go I think that's day three regionals right yeah yeah day three regionals is the sweet 16 we want to make it there um with the team I'm trying to think what other goals I know we wrote more down there's so many that you just can't remember them all because you just have no. so many those are the main two for the team um Mac champions um regular season we want uh twins twin rings and um we want to also make it to uh, day three regional sweet 16 and then individually I mean, I have big goals for myself. Um, I always, I have really high expectations for myself. Uh, I want to be Mac gymnast of the year. I want to be all American. Um, I want to get another nine, nine, five on bars or maybe a 10 I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it's the year for a 10 on bars. I don't know. I think I can do it. <laughs> I feel like Mac scoring is like, we're being real here. I think scoring in the back is just super low in general. You deserve way higher scores than you get, like, half the time. So, yeah, I, we were watching um, when you guys were at EMU. Was it, like, not this past weekend, it was like before that. I feel like you were really underscored on all of the events. Like, we were watching, and we had you at, like, 9-9 or higher. And then, you know, I don't even think you broke 9-9 that day. We're like, okay. No, I didn't. <laughs> all right. It was the start of the year. I wasn't too mad about it. Um, we were mad about it, but it's okay. Justice for him. <laughs> <laughs> um no I I really want to break a tenno I work towards it every day and there was one me I think it was Bowling Green last year I had a, the best routine I've ever had in my entire life and then I got a 9925 which is a great score yeah super for the score I was like man I mean gymnastic judging is like uh subjective right so yeah well it's hard because like you can't control it there's nothing no. about it. Like you can go out there and do your best routine and the judges are going to give you a nine, nine, if they want to give you a nine, nine or lower, <laughs> so yeah. way it works. But I think your time yeah. is coming. I don't want to jinx you. So like knock on wood, <laughs> but I, I feel like it's coming. <laughs> I hope, I hope before I leave this place, um, I can get a 10 and then, um, I want to be all Mac for all around this year and then I want to win all around for Mac champions I just have big expectations for myself because I know my abilities and I want to reach my highest potential so yeah well, that's put, cool though it like keeps you like pushing for something I like oh that. and I want to go to nationals again yes I wanted to um all around at nationals this year though I feel like yeah. that would be super super cool yeah that would be cool um we want to ask about your floor routines honestly all your floor routines so far because we love them they're always like among our favorites in the whole NCAA you're so much fun to watch how does the choreography process go is Christine the one that does it do you get to help put input and I guess just kind of walk us through that um so I get my routine done by Nancy Moore uh she is um a coach at Bay Valley Gymnastics She's in Michigan. She's like about two hours away from here. And I've, she's done my routine since probably like eighth grade. 
Okay. She's been my routines for years. Um, and she always does like a phenomenal job every single time. And um, I usually, I like to pick up my own music and then I'll like send it to her and I'll go there and we'll, she does most of the choreography uh, and she does such a good job and I trust her fully. I really, I think before my senior year, I kind of want to, so either next year or if I decide to take a fifth year, um, I'll try and choreograph my own routine. I really want to do it. I don't know if I trust myself that much. I think <laughs> it's fun. But yeah, I love dancing. It's my favorite part is my floor routine. I love like performing. It's It makes gymnastics like 10 times better, but. Uh, yeah, we love all of your routines. And I like just how you perform in general. You're not afraid, even if, so when we were at, um, when you guys were here at Michigan for the exhibition, you were like making eye contact with everybody. So even if it's like the opposing team, you're just like getting it and like <laughs> performing to everybody. I'm like, go off, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun. Like, oh, everyone, it's just a cool feeling because everyone is there to see like us, like us, like as athletes. And it's so cool. You're like, I might as well take advantage of this and put on like a really good show. It's just, it's something that I love to do. So. Yeah. Well, it's something that I think not all gymnasts have the confidence to do. Like some just want to like focus on the tumbling and they don't want to perform, but you're like going all out. And I love it. I will tell you that, um, Christine, like, uh, and all the coaches, they push for dance. So much like I remember I came here and Christine was like no do it again do it again do it again they would like they'll stop your routine if you're not making eye contact with everyone in the gym at the time yeah um we work a lot on dance and making eye contact and like performing mm -hmm. so creds to them creds to them yeah so the rest of the team is there like a designated person for the team that does choreography or how does that work nope you can get um you can get your routine choreographed by anyone that you'd like I know some people actually do some um old CMU athletes, some alums, Sydney Williams does a lot. I mean, it's whoever you want. There's some girls that do their own. Some people pay people back at home. Okay. Depends on what well, you want to do. Yeah, because I know a lot of college teams, they have like somebody on the coaching staff that usually does the choreography or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, we don't we usually just get someone whoever we would like. So looking back at your career so far, and this can be either college or not college, you can interpret this however you want. What has been your favorite memory? Oh. I was thinking about this. This is a really hard question. Um, I think my favorite memory probably is my first NCAA meet ever. Uh, it wasn't even like a real one. It was the exhibition meet at U of M my freshman year. Mm -hmm. I remember like, I never really had like a team, right? And it was like, I was kind of like the only level 10 in, uh, in club. Um, I had a few other girls, but there wasn't like a full like 15 plus girls on the team getting a team score. Yeah. And so when I competed, I remember just getting off the beam and like, oh my God, that was so much fun. Like that was an absolute blast. I've never had so much fun competing my entire life. And that entire me, I was just on cloud nine having the time of my life. That's probably my favorite memory when I like realized I'm like, this is going to be like really, really fun. And I'm going to have a really good time these next four years. And then last year, um, the quad me, I don't remember who was there. It was CMU, EMU, I want to say Western and then Ball State, maybe the quad meet. I, oh, I, I think I was commentating at this meet. Hold on, was it? It wasn't Bowling Green, was it? No. Ball State. Was it, it was Ball State? I think it was Ball State, yeah. EMU, Western, and then Central. Yeah. And I remember we were down on beam going into floor. I don't know. I, it wasn't by a lot, but it was like a good amount. And I remember I went up to my assistant coach. I went up to Katie, and I was like, "We can do this. Like, we can totally still win this. Are you kidding me? Like, we have." such powerful floor like 
we got this. I think, I think we can do it. And I remember our scores were like, oh my gosh, nine, 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 five, nine, nine, two, five, like all row. And it was such a cool feeling that everyone's hard work paid off. That is my favorite, absolute favorite thing to watch is all my friends working their absolute tails off and then it paying off in a meet. There is no better feeling than that. So obviously you're only a junior and you did kind of mention this a couple minutes ago, but have you thought about taking the fifth year? I mean, obviously you're not anywhere near done yet, but is yeah. it something in the back of your mind as like a possibility? Yeah, I think it's, I honestly think it's a possibility. Um, in all fairness, I don't want to grow up. <laughs> I want to, I want to be like, I want to do this for as long as I can because I know I'm going to miss it when I'm done. It might be really hard in the moment. Mid-season, I'm hurt and I'm tired. I'm like, oh, I just want to be done. But in reality, it's something that I've spent my entire life working towards. And I don't know if I'm ready to give it up yet, but maybe next year I'll be ready to give it up. Yeah. I guess it just kind of depends how I'm feeling and how my body is feeling. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make the best call for mentally and physically for myself. But maybe, I hope, I hope I'm still there in that place and still hungry for more when that time comes. Okay, so now we just have a couple like random fun questions just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit more like on a personal <laughs> level. So first question, if you had to delete every app on your phone but one, which one would you keep? Oh, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but it's definitely TikTok. Same, I same. glued to TikTok. Oh my God. I, I love it. Are. <laughs> like I don't need to see pictures of people. So like Instagram can go. Twitter is just yeah. like drama half the time. So I'm like, eh, don't need that in my life. But TikTok, I, I need that in my life. Just I TikTok. love TikTok. It either it either be between that or like Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good just sit in my bed and watch a movie. I, I love that, but yeah. I think it'd have to be TikTok. That's I, my personality is TikTok. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> like last week, I went around the gym. I was like, material girl like the around everyone and everyone's like Hannah stop you have to stop I'm like okay <laughs> I know it's like I can't even get work done during the day because my brain is just playing TikToks whether it's a song or just like a funny TikTok just in my head on repeat <laughs> yeah I that's me too <laughs> that's funny what about uh top item on your bucket list oh that's a hard one probably honestly um I want a farm when I get older I want goats. I want cows. I want chickens. I want to run my own little farm. I don't know. I don't know if I would like actually like sell like eggs or anything like that. I kind of just like animals a lot. Like I would love to just like snuggle with some cows and goats <laughs> and stuff. Like I love that. That's probably would be like on my bucket list is to own like at least like a goat or something, which is so stupid, but like, oh, I that love That is the best that. answer I've ever heard to this question. <laughs> I love it. I, well, uh, when I was younger, I went to like a, like a pre preschool kind of thing. It was like a, like a little Christian, like preschool thing. And we would, it was like a farm. It was called real life farm. I would go like during the day, we'd like, you know, have our little preschool stuff. And then in the afternoon, we'd, we'd learn about like the Bible stories and whatever. And then in between those times we would go like play with the cows and the goats like when I was super young I had like I had they're like okay Hannah like you need to go feed like the goats and stuff and they'd give me the feed and I'd go and I'd literally put my hands out and feed the goats and it is I, something I think about all the time still I love it I love it I love it I love it 
That's a really good answer though. Cause yeah, I think everybody, their response to that question is so like cookie cutter. Like I want to travel the world. I want to like go to this. I mean, I want to do that too, but like. <laughs> I want to own a farm and like have all these animals. <laughs> I think it'd be so, oh, I love it. I And I have a cat right now, but like, I need like two more cats. You need like a cow and something else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that. <laughs> what is your favorite place that you've traveled to? It def, oh, that's hard. I'm going to give it two because I can't pick one. Okay. Um, one would be Hawaii. Um, we went with my, um, my family, like my mom, my dad, and my two brothers to Hawaii for two weeks for my parents, like anniversary. They like surprised us and renewed their vows on the beach. It was really pretty. It was so cute to watch. And yeah, that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was really cute. So that was, um, I like Hawaii a lot. And then honestly, the East coast, I've only been a few times but I love Boston. Oh my gosh. It is so cool there. And there's so much to do. It's like New York city, but like cuter. I know. I watch a bunch of like influencers and YouTubers that are from the Boston area. So I'm like, we have right here, you can see all the places that we've been, but this area is like completely neglected. We're lacking on the West coast. Yes. Yeah. You gotta go. like, yeah we're like, we're sticking to like one area for some reason and we just, we need to get out more. I love it. Boston's super cool. I went, we went for a meet and I just had an absolute blast and I never thought about it. I'd like the East coast, but I, I do like the East coast. So. Okay. So among your friends, what are you best known for? Oh God, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> you need to get your friends on here. <laughs> yeah, I should like Sierra Morgan, my roommates. Um, they I honestly I feel like they'd say like I'm just really loud. I'm super loud and I always just kind of like talk all the time. I'm super outgoing and like bubbly and I love to like dance during practice and just like to like happy energy vibes. I just feel like they'd probably know me for talking a lot and being really loud. Probably what it is. Good energy. That's what it is. It's good energy. <laughs> loud, loud energy. I'm very loud. <laughs> I don't mean to be. It just comes out. I don't know. What is something about CMU or Mount Pleasant in general that people might not know or may like surprise outsiders? Um, my okay. I think that like CMU gymnastics. My one of my favorite things about CMU gymnastics is it doesn't matter whether you're a scholarship athlete or not everyone has a big role on the team which I think is very important like even if like if you aren't on scholarship you are still expected to get in lineup and contribute to the team and even if you're hurt you have a role to be the loudest on the team um if you're not competing that event you have the role to move the mats the best possible mat mover you possibly could be I just I really like that our staff emphasize the importance of everyone having a role and having a spot. I think that's really important to make sure everyone has value and empowering everyone to make sure they feel like they have a part because sometimes it can be hard to watch on the sidelines. So I really think that's a, I like that a lot that our staff really push that. What do you like to do when you're not doing gymnastics or schoolwork? Um, I like to hang out with my cat, my little kitty cat. His name is Milo. He's my pride and joy. Um, and then I also have a gecko that I like to hang out with. Her name is Chanel because she's a fancy leopard gecko. Like that's literally her breed. Nice. So I call her Chanel. I think it's very fitting. Um, and then I hang out with my roommates a lot. I like just hanging out with people and my roommates here and Morgan love them to death. Last question. What piece of advice would you give to your younger self? That's so hard. I don't know. Um, <laughs> 
piece of advice I get younger self, uh, probably know your worth and don't ever beat yourself up about things that you can't control. And at the end of the day, just be kind and considerate. Just, just be a good human and have a good soul and support people no matter what. Just positive vibes all around people. I don't know. I feel like I definitely would just want to tell my younger self to, that I have value and I am important. And just, I, I, how do I say this? Like, make sure other people feel that way. Make sure other, don't let other people feel the way that you have felt in the past. Yeah. Bring everyone up. Don't bring anyone down. Something like that. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. You speak the truth. Love it. <laughs> Well, that was all we had. Was there anything else that you wanted to add or that you want to like say to the listeners? I don't know. Hey guys. Hey mom. <laughs> hey Lori. My mom's going to love this. You have no idea. I still love your mom. She, she, she <laughs> like mom, I swear. Have you guys, have you gone to the home meets this mm-hmm. year? Um, not this year, no. This year, my mom runs around up and down the stands and, and like, fire up chips and she hands out she has a bag of pom-poms she shows up two hours before the meet like when we're starting warm-ups with her big bag of pom-poms and pass them out and then runs up and down the state like the stands like yeah. okay everyone get pumped up get pumped up I'm like oh my god dude your mom brings the energy I feel like everyone every team needs your mom uh, she's quite the woman <laughs> she's funny just to watch because like even at the exhibition yeah like she's running around like she's all over the place getting videos of you <laughs> I know she loves it I don't I just I don't know what she's gonna do when I'm done with gymnastics she's gonna have to be a full-time gymnastics fan <laughs> no literally yeah she's gonna have to, she's like gonna come back to see me and be like okay I'm still good to be the team mom she's like I have no problem with that she should be like the mascot like she can be the person that dresses up and like just gets the crowd <laughs> she will are you kidding me totally Sign her up. My, my dad's the one that wears like the overalls and the fire I was gonna ask you that that's my dad and my brother <laughs> dude your family's great <laughs> they're quite the people I love it We just want to say thank you again, Hannah, for taking the time out of your day to come join us on our podcast. We had so much fun talking with you, and we hope our listeners also enjoyed hearing from you and getting to know you a little bit better. And hopefully there'll be some more interest in not only CMU Gymnastics, but the MAC Conference as a whole, because the MAC is truly so underrated. So much good gymnastics going on in the MAC, and I think gymnastics fans really need to give it a little bit more love. So we're hoping this helps with that. And of course, we're wishing you all the best with the rest of your season and the rest of your gymnastics career and whatever lies ahead. So thank you so much. And if you guys want to keep up with Hannah, you can follow her on Instagram. She is at Hannah underscore Demers with two S's. So that's Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H underscore Demers, D-E-M-E-R, and then two S's. So S-S. And we'll put that in the show notes down below too. Now, I would like to take a moment to congratulate my co-host, Ashley, for a really, really big milestone and achievement in her life. You know, I think we mentioned before that she had just graduated from EMU, and a lot of you guys already know that she was interning with Inside Gymnastics, but it has finally led to a job opportunity, which I am very proud of you for. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so I got hired as the editorial and marketing coordinator inside publication. So 
Obviously, that means inside gymnastics, but there's also inside dance, inside cheerleading, and inside action sports. So all kinds of magazines, and I'm just super, super excited and honored. Inside gymnastics has been my dream job since I was a little kid. Um, Brittany and I have been subscribed to that magazine since we were like 12 or something, or maybe even younger than that. Oh, we were younger than that for sure. It was 2006, so I could I could do the math if I wanted to. I don't want to, but... <laughs> we were young, okay? Yeah, we were young, and I remember I got the magazine because I was like jealous that I was the only one that wasn't getting like mail, which, okay, I wasn't the only one. I had Brittany. I, and I also was not getting mail. Other siblings that were young, we were kids, so obviously we didn't have mail coming in our names, but like I saw my mom and dad getting mail, and I wanted mail myself, so my mom got me my own mail, and the form of a gymnastics magazine it was inside gymnastics of course and yeah it was just something that I wanted to do from a very young age and we have screenshots of like <laughs> Ashley on Facebook back in like 2012 2011 2013 just like talking about inside gymnastics and how she wants to work there someday and like we have documentation that this has been her dream job for a while <laughs> yeah so it's really cool and I'm really happy for you that it finally came true. Thanks. Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm like so happy that it happened because there was a while there where I didn't think that it was possible just because gymnastics is a very niche sport and there's not really many opportunities to have a job covering gymnastics. So it's like super rare. You have yeah. very, very few outlets that you could even do that with. Yeah. So. so originally, like I wanted to go to school for journalism and kind of go down that route. But then I was like, that's... The chances that I'm going to get the job that I want is not likely at all. So I ended up actually starting my college career doing human services and didn't really have any goals with that. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then, you know, I think maybe like a year into it, I decided to switch my major because I just felt like what I was doing wasn't right. I just kind of had this feeling. I, I don't really know like how to explain it, but I just knew that what I was doing was not right or not what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I ended up transferring schools in order to switch my major and um, went down the journalism path instead and got in touch with Inside Gymnastics. I had been in contact with them for several years because I was helping with transcriptions and stuff at like championships and big events, but... Um, my senior year of college, I reached out to do an internship because I needed one more. I think I've mentioned the first one I did. I've talked about it on here before. I did commentary for EMU Gymnastics Meets and also work with the EMU Athletic Media Relations team. So that was one of the internships I did and then I needed one more. And I just decided to reach out to Inside Gymnastics because obviously I'm super passionate about gymnastics and I love writing. And um, I ended up sticking around through the Olympics because I wanted to help be a part of the Olympic coverage. And... Yeah, graduated in December, and they offered me a job pretty much right away. So I'm just so, so excited. I, I honestly can't, like, express how excited I am and just super honored to, you know, be a part of something so big and so great. It's my dream, so. I'm so happy for you, and I just wanted to bring that up so that way our listeners kind of know what's going on with you and also, I guess, the direction that we plan on taking things moving forward in regards to not only this podcast, but also kind of just like our social media presence on Twitter and I guess all of our other platforms, um, mostly talking about our Triple Twist gym blog. So we don't actually use the blog anymore. We haven't for a long time. But yeah, I don't think we've posted anything on there since like 2017. It's been a while, but we still use our like 
social media accounts for Triple Twist. Really just Twitter, honestly. We stopped using the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, but so we made the blog back in 2011 and that feels like so long ago. We were teenagers. Like we were in high school when we first started that and yeah, I think we were freshmen. Yeah. That's so it, long ago. It's been such a huge part of our life and it's allowed us to make so many friends and connections that have seriously brought us so much joy and Honestly, it sounds dramatic to say, but it really, it feels like it was kind of life-changing for us in a way, because I think that it has led to so many other opportunities. Like, even this podcast, for example, I don't know really how successful we would have been or if it would have been possible if we hadn't already kind of established ourselves in the gymnastics community yeah. as Triple Twist. And already had, like, an existing platform that had a lot of followers. Yeah, because we really built that account over the years. I mean, obviously, we said 2011, so that's a very long time. And, you know, we've grown that account a lot. So we have a lot of gymnasts and coaches and just a lot of gymnastics fans that follow us and really made it easy for us to not only start a podcast and have so many people willing to listen to us, but also just have connections through people that we've interviewed or gyms that we visited through Triple Twist. Yeah. Well, even more importantly than that, I just think about like the friends that we've made. Mm -hmm. So many people that we actually consider to be like our real life friends now. And it's just people that we've met through the gymnastics community, people coming up to us at gymnastics meets because they recognize us as the girls from Triple Twist. And um, I think that's what's made kind of what we're about to talk about feel so like sad and kind of hard, but... It's just something that we've been thinking about for a while now and trying to decide when and how to, I guess, make that transition from being like an active member of the gym tonight or I guess maybe being like a like a fan account, you could call it, um, to being, you know, a little bit more on the professional side of things. And this podcast has kind of been like that middle ground for us, I would say. Like we... You know, we report on what's happening and we share our opinions and we do interviews and all of that. But I think now with Ashley kind of officially being on the staff at Inside Gymnastics, you know, we do have to be a little bit more careful in how we respond to things and how we present ourselves online. And I think that's a really hard balance to strike when you're trying to be both a part of the community as a fan and then also being a part of like the media. Mm-hmm. So like I said, we've been thinking for a while now about like how to make that work and how to find that balance because we we want to be involved still and we're so passionate about gymnastics and we really want to continue to like share our love for the sport with other people. But ultimately we've decided that we are going to stop using our Triple Twist account. Um, RIP to Triple Twist. <laughs> and when we made this decision, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I actually was crying. Like, I was so, so sad about this. And it's been a couple of days that we've kind of thought about it and sat on it a little bit more. And I feel like we're making the right choice. Um, it was a good run. Yes, it triple was a good run. It was a good run. And like I said, we've made so many friends, so many connections. And we've loved being a part of the gymnastics community. And we'll continue to do so through this podcast. But um, we're not planning on, like, 
deactivating the triple twist account or anything like that we will probably honestly still use it to like lurk and <laughs> yeah i'll keep it logged in on my phone yeah and like occasionally well, i'm sure we'll get on to retweet stuff or like stuff but as far as like actively posting on it or like sharing our opinions or really like engaging with people we're probably gonna back off that a little bit and as for this podcast we really want to shift the focus to sharing the stories of the athletes that we have on and using the platform that we have to like help elevate their voices and their stories because that's really what we've been passionate about from the start like even back in the triple twist days like we were cranking out those interviews we were and that was because that was something that we feel passionate about and we really enjoyed doing is helping to tell someone's story or giving someone a platform to tell their own story or talk about their experiences in the sport that's something that's always fulfilled us and brought us joy so we really want to start to make the transition to just doing interviews for the most part and that's not to say that we won't you know occasionally do a recap or a preview of a me or you know kind of just talk about what's going on in the sport I'm sure we will um, but I do want to set the expectation going forward that we kind of want to be like strictly interview based just because that's what we feel most passionate about and also comfortable doing just because like you said already it's really hard to be a fan in such a public way but then also be media and you know the media is supposed to be unbiased and equal and fair and it's really hard to do that when you're on a platform where you're constantly expected to share your opinions and yeah or you just even want to share your opinion sometimes but yeah I don't know hopefully you guys understand where we're coming from with that it is it's just hard to do both simultaneously and also I want to make it clear that this is not happening because someone like told us to do this like it wasn't like Ashley got the job at Inside Gymnastics and they like told her that like she couldn't have a, a podcast or she couldn't you know use her social media accounts not at all <laughs> I want to make that very very clear this is 100% a choice that we've just made and like I said we've, we've been thinking been, about this for a while yeah we've been wanting to do this not wanting to do it but we've been thinking about it and how we're going to go about it for a very long time I would say honestly almost for probably a good year at least or more yeah and we didn't want it to seem like abrupt because like we said we've been a part of the community for so long like since we were kids so I don't want it to feel abrupt that we just one day like leave and we don't ever like say why we left so we're just trying to be honest about kind of where we're at and doing what's best for us both personally and professionally moving forward so initially we were thinking about cutting triple twist off like asap like we were planning on like literally today the day that we're recording this which is monday not posting anymore um i think it's kind of abrupt if we do it that way and it's really hard even for us to just kind of like i don't know like we're there one second and then we're not the next yeah so i think what's gonna be best for us is if we just wait until like the end of college gymnastics season and then we slowly transition out that way um so that's kind of what our plan is is we'll kind of keep being around for a little bit and then eventually our plan is just to stop using that account entirely after the college gymnastics season which makes me really sad to say but um yeah i just feel like not me about to cry <laughs> i just feel like it's the right move for us and We'll still be around. We'll still be doing this podcast and we can't wait to do a lot of exciting interviews and continue to use our platform, but just more in that way versus us 
talking every week, sharing our opinions on a weekly basis, you know, kind of how we've been doing it where we're always doing recaps. We're always talking about something like there's always something going on and we're talking about it. Really just making that shift to having our platform be a place where we can elevate the athletes' voices, their experiences in the sport, help share their stories. Because I think for Ashley as a journalist, and even though I'm not a journalist, that is something that we've both, like I said, really been passionate about and has really brought joy to us. So we want to continue to do that and just be around in that capacity moving forward. So we hope that you guys understand and we want you to know that we're so grateful for all of your support and we still will be around and you can still, you know, get in contact with us through the podcast or even our personal social media if you want. So we don't plan on disappearing forever. <laughs> um, just kind of phasing out Triple Twist and changing the like layout, I guess, of how we proceed forward with the All Things Gymnastics podcast. So with that being said, a lot happened this past week in the world of gymnastics. A lot of really exciting meets, so, so much to talk about, but I think we're going to hold off this week um, just because we really want the focus to be what's going on in the gymnastics community right now. And I think when it comes to things like racism, discrimination, and even mental health, talking about results and team's performances feels kind of almost like trivial. And I, I think it takes away from the space to discuss the real issues that are going on in the sport. So instead, we just want to direct all of you to the podcast that Mark Zetta Frazier and Sakai Wright did. They're both seniors on the UCLA gymnastics team. Um, they did this podcast last week, and it's called Small Doses, which is Amanda Seal's podcast. We really want to encourage you to go check that out. I'm sure, honestly, at this rate, a lot of you probably already have listened to it, but if you haven't, we'll have it linked down below. On it, Mars and Sakai both share their perspective on the situation with Alexis Jeffrey that ultimately led to her transferring to LSU and their frustrations and concerns with how the situation was handled, not only by the coaching staff at UCLA, but also by the administration. And I just want to say they are so incredibly brave for speaking out and sharing their experiences while being active members of the team. I would imagine that's a really, really scary thing to do. Yeah, and it kind of puts them in a situation that they shouldn't have to be in. Right, and when we had Tia Kiyaku on our podcast back in June of 2020, I think it was, she talked about how, you know, she was a member of the team and she spoke out about what she was experiencing. Well, mind you, she spoke out not publicly necessarily. Like when she was on the team, she spoke out to Within the team. her team. Yeah. And she really felt almost ostracized by her teammates when she spoke out. And that ultimately led to her feeling like she had no choice but to step away from the team. So I think that Mars and Sakai are really helping to change the narrative of how these types of situations are handled by speaking out and making their story heard while also not being afraid of doing so while on a team and the possible repercussions that can come from it. Not saying that there should be repercussions from it, but you know how these types of situations go usually, yeah. unfortunately. I think they're just so, so brave for doing this. Yeah, and I think it really sets an example for any person of color who was on a team and fears being silenced or gaslit or even losing their scholarship if they speak up. I think that Mars and Sakai are showing that, you know, you shouldn't be afraid and you have a community of people who will hear you and help hold the appropriate people accountable. So please go give that podcast a listen if you haven't already. We're going to put a link in our show notes down below. And we're also going to link to the petition that was started by Brown Girls Do Gymnastics and is basically asking for the creation of an anti-racism policy within the NCAA. So this policy would require punitive action be taken from the university when racial slurs are used. 
and that the offense and punitive actions that were taken must be reported to the NCAA within three weeks of the university's awareness of the incident. It asked for no tolerance for racial discrimination or racial microaggressions by implementing a fine from the NCAA for first offenses and removal of the right to participate in any NCAA-related capacity upon the second offense. It's asking for annual diversity, inclusion, and bias training for all coaches, athletes, and athletic staff. And also that the universities, you know, be required to conduct investigations before accepting transfers to ensure that there's no history of racially motivated violence or hate speech. I definitely think that there needs to be more rules in place to protect athletes of color on teams. And like Mars pointed out on the podcast, if there's rules in place for things like bullying, then there should be rules in place to protect athletes from racism. Absolutely. Yeah, something definitely needs to change. And we will always use our platform to help elevate any athlete experience. So please go take a moment to not only listen to the podcast, but also to read through that and petition and sign it because I think that that's, you know, the biggest way that we can help bring about change. On that same topic, I did want to mention the press conference that Jay Clark from LSU did last week as well. I will say that Jay Clark is not usually someone that I vibe with, um, but I do respect how he answered every question and he didn't really dodge any of the tough questions, which I don't think many coaches would do if they were put in that position. So I do have respect for how he handled that. We haven't heard anything really of substance from Chris Waller, which I'm not surprised by, and I feel like that's probably mostly for legal reasons at this point. So I'm not too surprised that we haven't really heard anything from him, aside from that press conference where he didn't (laughs) say anything. Where he said absolutely nothing. Um, But basically, Jay said that LSU did an investigation into the situation. Um, They involved Lori Williams, who is the Deputy Athletic Director for Leadership and Strategy, as well as Ashley Claire Kearney, who is a former LSU gymnast and is now the Associate Athletic Director for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. They feel like their investigation was thorough, intentional, and they have decided as a whole to move forward. Jay said that each member of the team was consulted about this decision. Um, A letter was sent to the parents of each gymnast on the team, and a copy of that letter was actually obtained by the advocate, which we'll link to their story down below. But we've learned lots of information over the past week, and I still think there's parts to this that we'll continue to hear more and more about. I I definitely don't think this is the last time we're going to hear about the situation. Like, I I don't think it ends here. In fact, I actually hope that this isn't the end of it. I want to hear more of the athletes speaking out, not only on this situation with UCLA, but just in general. Like I said, it's a position that athletes shouldn't have to be in, but one that can definitely be really powerful when you have someone who, first of all, isn't afraid to speak their truth and is willing to stand up for themselves and for others in order to create a better and more inclusive environment for not only the current team, but for future teams in the sport. So again, we encourage you to go listen to what Mars and Sakai had to say on the podcast. Take a moment to read over and sign that petition and then continue to use your own platforms to spread the word and to help share the athletes' experiences because it does help to create an environment that lets it be known that racism will not be tolerated. So I think that's the best thing that we can do as a gymnastics community is continue to listen to the athletes when they speak up, 
hear their stories, hear their experience, help elevate their experiences by sharing it to your own social media platform and signing this petition to make sure there's rules in place by the NCAA specifically for racism, you know, just like there is with bullying and other things that people can do, crimes even. You know, there's so many rules specific to athletes and things you can get in trouble for, but there's nothing specific to racism. So I think that that's really, really important. And honestly, the biggest way that we can help incorporate some positive change, not only in gymnastics, but for all sports. That does it for this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Hannah. And like we mentioned already in this episode, we are going to carry on through the rest of the college gymnastics season. So you can still expect to hear our thoughts as the season progresses. So stay tuned for next week's episode and we will talk to you guys real soon. Bye. Bye.